Wednesday to you, Mzansi. Welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. show is produced by Hazel Makuzeni, and our technical producer for today is Rob Parkin. Uh, today, Ms. Janine Raftopoulos, the F&B, FPB, that's the Film and Publications Board spokesperson, joins us to talk about the Back to School campaign, which was launched yesterday, uh, in fact, across four African countries. And she tells us how it's going to help learners uh, about cyber safety. And then jazz pianist Tandine Dooley talks to us about her seven-city tour starting tomorrow in Cape Town. And then finally, Kachin Zama, the solo traveler is amped for the Sauti Zabuzara Festival in Zanzibar. She attended a press conference yesterday and tells us why we should all be there. But first, our lunch bite for today. And it's about acceptance, conflict and feelings. There are events in the passage of our lives that elicit feelings we never knew were there and of which we believed we were completely incapable. A spouse wants a divorce or has an affair. A boss passes us over for someone younger, prettier, we believe, and less qualified, we know for certain. And we find that the witches of Endor or the dragons of old have nothing on us. We could belch fire and melt diamonds with our breath. Right. Good. So what? It is normal to have feelings like this. It's not healthy to dump them on others or to hold on to them. They will rot inside us. So when I feel these feelings, I have other opportunity to learn something new about myself. Thank you, I think. Otherwise, on SAFM. Yesterday saw the launch uh, of the back, a back-to-school campaign by the Film and Publication Board. And joining us now is Janine Raftopoulos, who is the Film and Publication Board spokesperson. Hello, Janine. Hello, Shadow. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Welcome to Otherwise. Thank you so much for having me. Janine, you launched yesterday. How did it go? Shadow, it was fantastic, actually, to see young people's energy and vibrance. Um, we had about 100 learners from 10 different schools in Kauteng mm -hmm. who were so engaged and so passionate and really found the whole campaign and engagement exercise so um, informative, I would say. That's fantastic. Tell us about mm -hmm. the campaign itself. Sure. Um, you know, yesterday was uh, Safer Internet Day. It celebrated worldwide in 100 plus countries. Mm -hmm. So the Film and Publication Board decided to align our back to school cyber safety campaign with Safer Internet Day with the whole theme called Let's Create a, a Better Internet Together. Mm -hmm. And in and around it, we basically engaged learners in workshops around cyber safety, how to be safe, how to be informed, and, you know, tackle issues of cyberbullying, child pornography, mm. um, also YouTube, how to set up apps that are safety, and just general online etiquette. Now, you said you had 100 learners. How are mm -hmm. we expected to spread this across the country? <laughs> um, you know, we've been running this campaign since 2010, and, and every year we actually run it nationally. This year we've decided to go and focus on Gauteng, mm -hmm. uh, KwaZulu-Natal, where we'll be engaging about 1,300 learners, and then from there we'll move to the Eastern Cape. I know it's just a very small piece of the pie, but we're doing our best, given you know whatever our mandate is, to engage learners and cascade. We're looking to try and you know gain momentum with the program, because 
There's millions of users out there online. Let's not mm. fool ourselves. Mm. But a start is better than nothing. So these hundred learners, shall we say, you you you're teaching them to go and teach other people. So you you're training trainers. Training the trainer. Well, you know that's what we got from the sessions yesterday. It was very clear that they wanted to go and cascade to their schools. Mm. And we do want to start this thing whereby if we go to say four schools in KZN, for example, that they in turn are equipped to go and share that knowledge expertise with other schools. I mean, we have offices and compliance monitors on the ground that are doing this on a daily basis. We have a cyber safety campaign that we run throughout the year. So it's not just, you know, during the back-to-school phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in and around it, it's not just, you know, the schools that we're talking about now. It's ongoing activities. I think what's, what, what's key is we had amazing partners yesterday, uh, Google South Africa, Childline, mm-hmm. Media Monitoring Africa, an uh, uh, organization called Safety Net that deals with cyberbullying and which ultimately leads to, you know, suicide. So we've got very key partners in the industry on board and we're looking to leverage each other's platforms so that we continue to grow, you know. What about the educators themselves? I'm sorry, you didn't well, Educators, it? teachers. Yes, well, the teachers were there as well. Um, we had teachers as, um, you know, from sort of the various schools who were participating and they also were part of the workshops. Um, Safer Internet Day has a whole bunch of tools that teachers can access any, you know, at any time on the website, as do we, mm-hmm. um, where you can, there's various classroom exercises they can do, there's various online games, online competitions that one can, you know, access at any time. And we're really looking to work with um, the Department of Education to really install this more solidly in the school curriculum. I mean, I know if you've probably just heard of the Kambisa school that recently is quote-unquote paperless, mm-hmm. and it's going to be critical for a school like that for the learners and educators and parents to know that this is a fantastic thing we're doing, we're really moving into the 21st century, but there's risks that are implied when you're online, and children, particularly youth and learners, need to be aware of the do's and don'ts and what to spot and how they can come to us for help should something be escalated. Now, Safer Internet Day took place in other countries as well, together with South Africa. What, what's, what's to learn for, you know, for our country when we, and, and what sort of networks are being created in Nigeria, Senegal, and Kenya, for instance? Right. We, uh, because Google was one of the partners, we had a Google Hangout, which was a live crossing to Senegal, Kenya, and Nigeria, mm-hmm. where we, you know, did the same, whatever we did in South Africa was done across the four countries. And as an organization, uh, our mandate is to grow our relationships with SADC countries and other African countries, as well as like-minded organizations in other countries around the world. Um, we've already made inroads in Botswana. We're trying to look at Swaziland, where they don't have as formal a structure in that mm. particular country. But we're going to leverage our network and our knowledge of having done this, you know, pre-1994 in order to bring it our other fellow African brothers and sisters on board. I think it's critical that, you know, globally this is not, uh, globally this is an issue. Countries all over the world are facing issues of how do we protect children in, in the online space. So you, you've got, you're running this campaign, a cyber safety campaign throughout the year. Yeah. It's on you, it's on you, it's online. How do we engage with it as parents as well? Because I think we also as adults need to learn a lot about cyber safety in order to 
to even monitor our 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 children because it doesn't only end at school it it comes home it's all over the place do we then yeah. can we get some information from your from from your website and what do we do with it for example if you go to the film and publication website we have tips for you know basic tips on how to be cyber savvy and cyber aware we've also got a pro child website and i'd love to give that website address so that you know children parents and youth alike can go there and find a whole lot of information mm-hmm. it's za, and i can also give the safer internet day website which is www.saferinternetday or one word again dot mm-hmm. org there's also a hotline number that um, parents, children can use should they feel that something's escalating or they have been a victim. That number is 0800-148-148. It's just a start to various things. We also have uh, monitors that go and conduct, like we say, workshops. And should there be children that have been affected, we can then escalate it, and in partnership with Childline, we bring in counsellors, etc., to help them for their various needs. And this is for just any South African child, right? South African child, correct. And and, and with schools, can schools then invite you or uh, invite you to run the same workshops at schools? Absolutely. You know, we, we're encouraging that. For uh, they're welcome to contact us through our website. And, you know, we then pick up the conversation with them. And it's always best if we have several schools in the area. Because, you know, then the reach becomes greater and we can go in there, run workshops and get them engaging. We're also looking to hold, you know, uh, film screenings with various partners, civil society groups that raise these particular issues of, you know, internet protection, but also just awareness for children the whole online and classification space. And you'll let us let us know when you do have those. Oh, huh? we'd love to, Shadow. We yeah. really would, and we'll keep you abreast of any development. But then, have you, since the the new technology of taking over our lives, all, all this technology, since mm-hmm. then, are there any warnings that you can give us that are generally known and are escalating or have been dealt with uh, with regards to the safety, especially from pornographic uh, uh, images and all of those kinds of things. How safe you know, are we? And is there anything that we need to be alerted of right now? Um, you know, that I think is the million dollar question because mm-hmm. as fast as we try to adjust, adapt, warn, pull things offline because people can call us at any time and we take a look, um, the networks the syndicates are coming up with new and safer ways that's just the nature of this beast Mm. i think it's about every person needs to take responsibility for themselves parents can be extra vigilant and we can continue to do the work that we're doing we have a draft online policy that is in place and we'll be going through public engagements very soon the public will have an opportunity to give input on that policy and uh, which protects yourself you know, which protects you, me, my children, and, you know, the likes. And it's important that we all play our part to give input on that policy. Mm. Because then we really have a say. 
You know, gone are the days because I think a few years ago we'd have these conversations and I hear people say, no, I'll never buy my child a phone, I'll never buy my child mm -hmm. a, a device. But now it's, it's, it's what you have to do because, you know, everyone is using it. So yes. it's, it's important that we all understand how we, we, we give to that child whatever device we do because we, we understand what the Film and Publication Board and all your other partners are doing and, and yes. have information for us. So we, we would encourage parents to do that, huh? You know, absolutely. Um, it's a fine line because, you know, our constitution also gives people the right to do whatever they want. Mm. But the onus is also on, you know, the big players uh, in the industry to ensure that what's on their platforms is also being vetted by the various systems that they have in place to ensure that certain members of our society are protected. Mm. But... We all know homework now has been done on iPads. Kids are submitting homework online. More and more and more they're becoming exposed to these spaces and more and more and more people are realizing we need to really vet these spaces properly and in more detail. Listen, toddlers are playing with iPads. Toddlers, <laughs> two-year-olds, I've seen them. Exactly. You know, and, and, and you know, you, you can't you can't avoid it. It's it's you because can't. they copy what parents are doing, and and I think it's one of those toys that are given to children these days. But Janine, thank you so much for talking to us. Well done, job well done, and keep us posted on whatever you need to share with with us and the public. Because I think moms, most importantly, are, are closer mm. to to the children and uh, have have better access, and you know, to find out what's going on. With, with with children so i want to encourage great. most moms to to be vigilant out there great and, and it's an ongoing conversation that we continue and need to have okay so those websites again it's www.fpbprochild.org is it correct.org.za .org and then and then safe internet day .org, just .org www.safeforinternetday.org mm -hmm. okay Okay. And remember, the pro-child line is what 0800-148-148. Fantastic. Thank you so Thank much, you. Janine. Thank you. Take bye -bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, 0800-148-148 is a helpline, so I think that's a n lovely number to keep. Keep it in your phone, keep it handy, and when you have time, go and visit those websites. And I think it would be nice for you to visit them with your children, so that it, it you know, it's you're not hiding anything. You're just sharing information as it comes, because they don't trust as well. No, Ma, you don't know anything. I know how to use this. Well, let's do it together and see how it works. You can tell I've had the experience. Hey, we're going to take a little break and come back and listen. Uh, to some gorgeous music by Tanding Dooley. She's a jazz pianist. She, her, her new debut album, in fact, has recently been nominated for Metro FM Award in the Urban Jazz category uh, for her latest offering called The Offering. And she's going on a seven-city tour uh, to, to let us hear. She offers her album and her music to us, and she composed all of it. How does she do that? After this, we'll talk to Tant.
to have to just talk to uh, talk to Tandy right now. Hello Tandy well done, congratulations it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, thank you very much I, I don't know what to say, you've grown so much so quickly <laughs> Thank you Hey, This is <laughs> exciting It is very much, it is I mean like, I can hardly believe all that's happening as well around the album so it's quite exciting for me <laughs> And it's just not an album. Listen, girl, you've got Bossisonke Conti and, and Spa is sounding gorgeous on there. And, mm-hmm. and Keenan, I mean, you, you've got the cream of the crop. In, incredible musicians on the album. It was just so much fun doing that album. Um, besides the, the greatness of the, the, the artists, it was just so much fun working with those guys. Now listen, the offering, and thank you for offering it to us. Thank I mean, I, I think I think it, it it sounds beautiful. But how difficult is it to 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 uh, create your own recording without any financial assistance? Um, it, it 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 was tough. Look, I mean, I think I just had to think a little bit outside the box. Um, and I've seen a lot of crowdfunding happening. There's different um, Kickstarter programs mm-hmm. where people raise funds through. Um, various campaigns so I don't think it's anything that's completely rare I just think it's it's a tough route um, How did you so do it? I had a I had a, a fundraiser, an actual fundraiser so I organized a date at the Orbit in Joburg and then invited people and the ticket sales went completely to the album um, obviously the Orbit said they, that I could have the venue for free so that was awesome that is so beautiful. That's a lovely story. And the Orbit has become such a great venue, you know. Um, yeah, for, I think it's taken the place of what Kippies used to be in my days. Mm. And, and it's it's lovely that there's now that hub, you know, for musicians to get together and do what they do. But I, I, I understand you also wrote all the music. Yes, I wrote all the music on the album, did all the arrangements as well. Oh, see, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> As a first, you just go and do that, eh? Where did you draw your inspiration from? Yeah, a lot of things. I think mainly life. <laughs> um, what do you know about things. life? What do you know about well, life? Well, you know, 27 years is a long... That's nothing! <laughs> That's nothing! <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad the, the, the you know those years are producing what we're hearing now on the offering because it means you're going to write so many more songs as you I grow up. So. You know, as you grow up. Now you coming. You taking this album to seven cities. That must be difficult. How do you choose which cities to go to um, around the country? Because we need to grow audiences. I find we're losing audiences sure. as far as you know live music is concerned, and I, I don't care what genre it is. We're just not yeah. getting as much uh, as much audiences. So it's 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 uh, courageous of you to go around the country like this. Well, I mean, you know, I think what what concerts essay because I actually really got a mobility fund from concerts essay, and what okay. they were okay. doing with that is just the whole thing of concerts essay is just really promoting live music, mm. um, also not genre specific. So yes. um, I was very fortunate to get that um, grant and. Um, although it doesn't cover my full um, expenses, the rest I'm just fitting the bill myself. But I just thought I wanted to bring the music to everyone, but I wanted to bring it to the whole country at the same time. Mm. Um, and I chose the cities that I chose. I mean, starting in Cape Town, obviously, that's where... That's tomorrow, hey? Huh? Uh, that, that's today. My first gig is today. Is it today? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're competing with the State of the Nation address. Well, you're getting a lot of audiences from there. Some will it's, not. Will hopefully, not. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today is the first gig, and I just thought Cape Town was like, this, this is where it all started for me in terms of jazz. Um, at UCT. At, yes, UCT. It's a jazz-loving city, so I couldn't ignore that. East London um, is the next place I'm going to. I'm performing at Sterling High, and I think it's it's often missed the Eastern Cape. Though mm. most of a lot of the gems of of South African music come from that province, mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to go there. Durban is the next city, and then ending off in Johannesburg. Now, where you, where are you playing in Cape Town? In Cape Town, so tonight I'm playing at Young Blood Beautiful Life. It's an arts and development um, place, and and that show starts at half to seven. And then tomorrow at Straight No Chaser, which starts at 8 p.m. And then on Friday at The Crypt Ooh. in Wales Street. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you're covering them all. I'm excited. We're going to see you play. <laughs> Listen, do stay on the line for me because I want to, us to talk about your instrument uh, a bit because, uh, you know, not too many women will sit on the piano and not sing. But okay. you, you know, you, you, you've done that. And uh, I just want to hear your thoughts around that. So so please stay on the line while we take news updates. We'll be, we'll be okay. talking to you in a I'll bit, Tandy. Otherwise, on SAFM. Tandinduli plays piano and she's just uh, recently uh, uh, offered her debut album called The Offering. Uh, she's a UCT graduate and Tandy, I'm excited because for a while there was just a lull as far as uh, um, music coming out of UCT strongly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, I, th- I think the last group that really, before you guys, was, was mm-hmm. Melanie Son, I mean, Melanie... Skulls and um, and uh, you know that group, the Jimmy Lulus, the the you know uh, yeah. the Marcus Wyatt. That was a long time ago, though, right? when they came. Yeah. But but they they still kept the industry going. So I was worried about the new crop, and it's 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 running towards us now. And congratulations to all of you because you you're now taking that space and owning it, uh, and it, it's it's very evident with the offering. But why piano? What was your attraction to piano? 
Um, well, I started playing the piano quite young, so I think uh, I, I just loved the instrument, and I started with classical, and I think I got to a stage where I felt like there's this stuff that I can't do that I've seen people doing, so I want to figure out what they're doing, and that was actually improvising, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I studied jazz. But I just, I just feel like the piano is such a, a unique instrument because it has so many elements of music in mm. it uh, as an instrument alone. Um, it's got melody, harmony, rhythm. So there's so much you can do with the actual piano, um, which is why I just love the instrument. I, I don't ever feel like I've reached the limits of everything that I can do on the on the instrument. And you know, they say you learn the piano first before you play any other instrument because that's what grounds you, right? It's advised, yeah. It, it really helps you... Um, with, with other aspects of your musicality. So, do you play other instruments? No, I, I, I want to learn how to play the drums, though, <laughs> but I don't play other instruments. And do you sing? I sing, yes. Do you scat? Um, I don't scat as in I've learned to scat, but I just sort of Tandy scat, yes. Tandy scat. Because I know a lot of piano players, and not all of them, but a lot of them who don't quite sing mm-hmm. will, will will scat as they play, you know. Yes, yes. So yes. is that what you're calling the tandy scat? Maybe maybe that's what I call <laughs> sort of tandy scat. That's a, a lot of my songs don't actually have lyrics to them, but they are vocal. Um, ah. Yeah, because I love the, the, the vocal texture. Um, in music. Beautiful. So yeah. are you playing with the same team you have on your album tonight? Um, the same team except for Marcus White, unfortunately. Yes. Um, but yes, the, pretty much the same team. And you're showcasing uh, tracks from your album, right? I'm showcasing tracks from my album, yes. Is it available on sale tonight? It is available on sale on CD. Otherwise, uh, it can be bought on iTunes. And there's because I'm distributing it myself, um, it can also be gotten through www.oneworld.co.za and they actually deliver around the country. Oneworld.co.za? Yes. Fantastic. Congratulations, girl. We look forward to seeing you later. Thank it's, you it's, so it's, much. And you're going to love Cape Town because I think they're going to love you back, you know, so. Oh, I already, I already feel at home again. <laughs> so You've been away too to long. You've been away too long. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Tandy. Congratulations, girl. And I wish you all the best with your offering, huh? Thank you so much, Miss Shadow. Thank you, you. You take care now. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, if you are in Cape Town, and I think a lot of people are because of the State of the Nation address, uh, then uh, Young Blood, Beautiful Life, uh, Straight No Chaser tomorrow, and Crypt is where you can go and see Tandin Dooley. And I think just, just to support beautiful uh, music, but more than that, just her strength to raise her own monies and, 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 and find uh, and record her own CD. Um, and, you know, I think she needs that money too. Uh, because she spent a lot of it uh, on her own. And if you want to buy support by buying the album, oneworld.co.za or at iTunes. And her name is Tandy Ndouli. Now we go to Zanzibar and catch up with the solo traveler, uh, Kachi Nzama. We've been talking to her. She's been uh, taking an adventure around uh, around the continent. And she was in Malawi the last time we caught up with her. She's a blogger uh, and traveling on her own. She's on a mission to explore Africa and share it with us. But right now she is in Zanzibar 
and um, uh, while we try and get hold of her, uh, we'll take a little break. But she went to the to to the press briefing yesterday of the Saudi Zabusara uh, festival starting this Thursday. Oh, I so want to be in Zanzibar right now. Yeah, so she's gone to that festival. She'll tell us why we all should be there. In fact, after this. Otherwise, on SAFM. Okay, we are in Zanzibar right now talking to Kachi Nzama. Kachi, hello, welcome. I am envious. I really want to be there. Tell me about it. Hi, um, it's amazing. Um, we had the Satsuzabasara um, press briefing yesterday. And the music festival starts tomorrow with a big parade. And then the festival, the four-day festival starts, and we've got some amazing um, South African artists as well. Um, Iha Shilinshap is performing on Friday, and the Brother Moves on performing on Sunday. So, yeah, it's a big party in Zanzibar right now. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that you're having a better time, but tell me about your travel. You were in Malawi last week and on your way to Zanzibar. Was that travel smoother than your previous experiences? And what was it, you know, were there any big hurdles? Um, no, there weren't any. Um, I think the culture shock as well has played part in, in everything. Um, it's just it's very different. And uh, people in Tanzania don't really understand how an African person cannot speak Kiswahili. Mm-hmm. Um, just some of them. And um, even though I wear long dresses, to some of them, they're like, these are more Western long dresses, so they don't really make sense as well. But, but besides the culture shop, it's all been amazing. It's been fun. And Zanzibar has been amazing as well. So... Yeah. Are you finding that um, Zanzibar is more set for tourists, are people friendly because they get a lot of tourism? Um, yes, uh, Zanzibar is more expected of uh, tourists, uh, more than uh, mainland Dar es Salaam, because they just don't see tourists that much, whereas here in Zanzibar, every day there's a tourist going past. And what food is there in Zanzibar? I'm, I'm, I've, I've always wanted to go, and I, I think one of these days I will. But just tell us, why should I come there? Just sell it to us. So um, they have every day in the evening, they have uh, a, a market, the night market at Stone Town. It's the most amazing thing ever. You go there, and there's a whole lot of different foods. The seafood is fresh. And... The most fascinating thing for me, which I have not been brave enough to try, is a banana that is like the size of my whole arm. <laughs> and they basically dry it. They peel it and then they dry it. You can have it however you want. You can uh, put uh, sauces on it. And apparently it's very sweet, but I just have not been brave enough to try it. And you can have... At the market, they have uh, sugarcane uh, juices, which they squeeze the juice right in front of you, and it's actually really, really nice. So you can go to the market and try out a lot of different local cuisines, and they have the uh, Zanzibar soup, which I was also not brave enough to try, 
but it's just it's a whole lot of vegetables and apparently it's very nice as well so yeah but something that you definitely have to try but but you you were a vegetarian before you went on this trip, and of course you started eating meat throughout uh, as you travelled across. So I wonder why you're not eager to try a vegetarian a, a soup that's made of vegetables. Um, it just does not look so appealing to me. <laughs> it just honestly does not look very appealing. <laughs> I think I think I think you must I think you must try it. So, how are you doing financially? Have you have you recovered? Because it looks like it sounds like you're going to stay in Zanzibar for a bit. It looks like you're enjoying yourself much there. Um, yes, I am going to be here in Zanzibar for a week. I will leave on Monday, uh, and then on Tuesday, that's when I will uh, I'll leave from Zanzibar to mainland Dar es Salaam, and then from Tuesday, that's when I'll go to. Uh, Tanzania. Uh, financially, I'm still okay. Um, the biggest issue right now is uh, my flight, where um, I can afford uh, a Middle Eastern uh, airline to bring me home. But then I'm not very keen on that idea because um, I'm promoting budget African travel, and it doesn't really make sense for me to move from Cairo back home to South Africa using a Middle Eastern airline because I simply cannot afford uh, African airline to fly home with. Wow, wow. Um, maybe, maybe we'll talk to somebody at SAA for you, but are you? is that the end of your trip now? You are coming home, you're not going anywhere else? No, no, no. I'm still going to Kenya, uh, Ethiopia, Sudan, and Egypt. Ah. So I've got those four countries left. Ah, okay, okay. All right, uh, just enjoy yourself for now. You in Zanzibar it sounds amazing. It sounds great. What language are they speaking there? Uh, Kiswahili and English. There's a bit of German, uh, Italian, and French also. Ah, okay. So it's it's really quite easy to communicate then. Yes, it is. Okay, fantastic. Enjoy If anything, you must be the loudest screamer there so that they know there's a South African in the house, eh? I will be. I will be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kachi. Thank you so much for talking to us. Okay, have a good day. And be safe, huh? Okay, will be. Thanks. Bye-bye. Kachi Nzama. She's traveling alone around the country, around the continent, in fact. Um, and uh, she's in Zanzibar, as you heard, and she'll we'll catch up with her. But I worry about her. She's she's alone, and that's why I keep on asking about money because I think um, with money at least you can be relatively safe. But when you run out, then you are in in trouble. So if somebody from South African Airways is listening, maybe we can help Kachi get around uh, so she doesn't have to use a, a foreign airline, as she says. It doesn't just that's not traveling on a budget really because it costs so much money